California. Oh. Well, obviously it wasn't by <laughs> choice. Uh, right? Oh, what a way to start a show by telling me to go F myself. <laughs> I know. Thanks for caught that. Well, thanks for Did I get that? Maybe I hit recording after I, that. I, th- oh. I think I stopped that just before it actually like came out. But whatever. Okay. Oh. We'll talk later. <laughs> we got five minutes here, guys. Five minutes. Five minutes minutes. the episode where I dropped a a sweary like right in the like first 10 seconds. That was that was yeah, it's me every day. I don't, you know, like I I said, I don't know if it's a real thing or not, but uh, has it been shown any progress? uh, Everything's the same, you know what I mean? And we're not at we're not to the level of monetization, anyways. Yeah, so we try to say that we're not the best, we're not the best podcast out right now. Crazy. Well, they all just haven't, you know, seen us. And once Bruh. they do, then I'm putting us on. I'm putting us on top of Joe Rogan. What you mean? we don't want to be <laughs> there. We don't want to be that level. You know, because that's like it's because it is a lot it's of responsibility. People are, you know, like listening and grasping onto every little word you say and every little Let thing. Pop, lock, and drop it, bro. Responsibility, boys. Oh, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> uh, happy Father's Day, uh, happy Beans. Father's Day. Thank you. Happy Father's Day, Jerem. Happy Father's Thank Day you. to both of you. Thank you. Thank and, you. And happy Father's Day to all you fellas listening and watching and tuning in. Um this is a Father's Day pre-recorded episode, so we can do the fatherly thing and and um, or Take do nothing. It depends, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so we'll just get in with this intro. Um, is this the right one? Yeah. All right. You know the deal. I'm Germ. I'm Beans. I'm Ned. Rebellious Podcast! <laughs> All right, I had to run and grab a caffeine pill and pop one real quick. Even though I'm oh. already pretty amped up, though, you know. What are you doing? So, and I don't know if you. I don't know. Can you? Do you see that little spot? Do you see? Yeah, what I you, see that did you cut yourself back. shaving? No, I cut myself on the broken window behind me. You about you look like Homer Simpson when you did that. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't cut my head shaving in so long, and then a window gets busted out, and then I cut myself on it, you know. And dirty, <sighs> bro, it's so hard to shave your head. It's not though. Um. <laughs> It's actually, That's yeah, okay. it's pretty it's a, easy. Beans is a newbie to this, right? He just started breaking bald. <laughs> That's true. Again, he's like a seasonal breaking bald, you know? Oh, okay. Is this the thing that you've done before? Yeah. Yeah, like oh, okay. two years ago or something. Yeah, two years ago I did it. I thought you were joining, yeah. the, joining the bald. 
I'm going to keep it. I went back. Oh, I did. Jennifer bought me one of them handheld, like, electric razors. razors. So I'm going to keep it shaved for as long as I can. She likes it. She likes it bald. So if she likes it, I like it. I like it. So I look amazing. Makes my beard look thicker and longer. So Your confidence is just not to be shook. That's for sure. Ain't no bringing them down. Nope. Yeah. That's for sure. So... I, yeah, Father's Day and stuff, you know, I, uh, I, I gave, I didn't give birth, um, but I, technically, you know, I had, technically I had a, you did though, technically you did. I conceived, you know, um, uh, my daughter and I think I was around 21 years old when I, when I had her. Mm-hmm. And 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 that was very tough relationship with the mother and her family for a long time. Um, and the tables ended up turning and, and now she's a young adult and um, she she sees, you know, the real deal and what's going on and everything. And, and everything's a lot better now. And um, so that was a very tough 16 years or so just not being there for her all the time you know um they made it really difficult of course they you know were in her ear about a lot of stuff and and um and then like probably like six years ago this this girl that i used to hook up with when i worked uh down at the beach she messaged me and i'm like freshly single and she's like hey remember me and i'm like oh what's up girl how you doing you still looking good and she's like yeah we have a son together what whoa yeah uh what and and i said uh can you call me and so she's like uh so i never knew and we finally did a ancestry dna test and um, since my grandma and my sister had used it before, they were the like the top three results. Yeah. She got on their Facebook and saw me and she was like, I think that's I think I remember him because, you know, I'm that memorable in bed, you know, so. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and she's like, oh, yeah, we used to hook up. And and so. So I I was like, what's your end game here? Like, I was like, not to be a dick, but what do you want? You know, he said he was 17. I was like, well, what do you want? She's like, oh, yeah, I don't want money or anything. I just want to know. We want to know who his dad was. And and I'm like, okay, cool. And a couple months late and they're they're in Wisconsin, about four hours away. Um, So a couple months later, I went up there. I spent the weekend there, met him, hung out for the weekend we did some halloween stuff you know and uh how'd that feel, though? How'd that feel to like it was it, it was mm, it was interesting yeah but you know on some level though because like yeah 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 like, dang, like you know? i could have been there you know what i mean like and and that's probably one of the hardest things it's like I could have been there for him, you know, and and so he's actually my firstborn, you yeah. know. So now my now my daughter's like, oh, I'm not his only kid anymore. I have an <laughs> older brother, you know. Have they met? Yes, yeah. Very. Cool. And uh, and then 
he's been here for a holiday or two and um yeah it's yeah it's 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 been good um yeah but just thinking about like all those years and and so like it's like everybody's like well why didn't she tell you why didn't she tell you well we were hooking up and then she got with somebody like right afterwards and and then he was born and they tested him and he wasn't the dad and we were both she was promiscuous so was i Not and, the and she said well honestly i don't know who the dad is so i'm just gonna raise you on my own yeah and uh so she lived right down the street from me right oh, yeah one day <laughs> yeah no 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 like when he was like two years old, oh. they were they were living right down the street. And I drove by one day and I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? She's like, oh, good. Just raising him and points to him out in the yard, you know, and I'm like, oh, OK. And and then when I well, when I pulled away, I was like, hope it's not mine. <laughs> and, and sure as shit, he was. <laughs> sure as shit, he was. He was a little dirty. Yep. That's crazy. Does he look like you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like as soon as we found out and the pictures started flowing in, you know, like him at 16, me at 16, it was like, oh, there ain't no denying it, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, let's see if I... Uh, when I was uh, when I was young, I'll share this. This is probably the first time I've ever uh, shared this like publicly. But um, when my mom got pregnant with me, she was living uh, far away. Uh, up north um and she'd gone up there to kind of like start a new life whatever and she got pregnant with me and then circumstances led to uh her getting pregnant and then telling the family of like my father's family that like she had a miscarriage but then she moved back down here and had me and then when i was growing up because i wanted to know i'm a very curious kid like when i was young i would ask her all the time because i'd see everybody with their dads and didn't have one so i was like what's going on and she actually told me that he had passed away in a car accident with like my grandparents and that was the only ones that were in that family so up until i was like i think it was like 15 or 16 i just like thought that like the family was like gone um and then I just got this weird feeling like I've always been really intuitive and I just got these like weird feelings over my lifetime that there was more to it. But like I didn't really know like what to do or who to ask in my family because everyone was keeping a hush hush. So I kind of went at my mom one day and I was just like, what, you know, like that can't be all of it. Like there's got to be something else. And she admitted that she lied and that like he was alive, probably. And uh, it's I started on a search and it was actually not until... I don't know. I think when I was 16, I was able to find um, like a brother and sister that I had that I didn't even know um, for my dad. And then um, later on in life, when I was really looking for the whole family, um, my great or my great grandmother. Yeah, my great grandmother passed away and her obituary was actually like how I found the whole entire family. And I was about 21 okay. at this point and I went up to meet all of them. And like, man, I look like my dad. <laughs> like yeah. I met my dad and we're like the exact same height. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a relationship with him. I'm already, I've only met him twice in my life, but like he's, uh, he's not well, he's mentally ill. Um, hmm. But yeah, like it was just a crazy experience of like not growing up with my father, not having anyone like really around, like in terms of like a good male role model. And then just like 
having that experience. Uh, not to say that my grandfathers weren't, you know, in my life, but because my my dad's um, my dad's dad actually, I, I got I had a relationship with him for about seven years, so I actually got to know my grandfather, nice, uh, which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it's just like. I don't know. Like when I think back, of course, like I could be mad, but like, I guess like at this point in my life, whatever, you know, things happen and I'm just glad I got to meet him at least like once or twice and just know who he was. And I have like, I have a really great relationship with my brother and my sister on his side now. So um, I'm not really sad about that. I talk to my sister like almost every day. So (laughs) there you go. You got something out of it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of this was like tough on me because like not having a relationship with my daughter, not knowing I had a son. Um, and there's the whole, I don't know if the whole, you know, carrying on the name thing is um, outdated or not. I kind of believe that, but you, but you kind of still have that feeling, you know, carry on your name and everything. And, yeah. you know, and so we, huh? Your bloodline. Yeah. Right. And um, so, and and I lost my dad when I was like 18 or 19. And then a couple years later, you know, I'm popping kids out and um and then they don't have a father in yeah. their in the in the you know what I mean? And that's the fatherless uh father, fatherless <laughs> trauma, right? Yeah. All right, so here's a picture of uh me and, and Hunter. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So Yeah, he looks just like you. Yeah, he looks like yeah. you. He's he's like, dark, but he looks like you for sure. Yeah, and he's trying to grow a beard out and stuff. So you know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. that. I really uh, like beans. That. You do you do a lot of stuff with your dad still, right? Yeah, he's always cooking out, yeah. hanging out. Yeah, you know? yeah. We ride we ride motorcycles together quite a bit. He has a Harley. I got a Harley. Um, he taught me how to shoot. We go hunting together. We shoot guns. Shoot shit. Work on stuff together. I mean, it's. It is what it is, you know what I'm saying? We, we do a lot of stuff, but he we also have the same damn attitude. So when he gets mad, I'm going to get mad. And then we're like two bulls in a china shop, and we're going to go head to head. It is you know, what it is. But all of that, you know, the, the bike riding, the cooking out, the shooting, the arguing, like that is all so fucking precious. You know what I mean? And you don't realize it until they're gone, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's I, like, I, yeah, I understand all that, man. But at the same time, it's like I, I get tired of the arguing and get tired of the fighting. And, yeah. and it's like, bruh, I know you're like, yeah. seven, I know you're like seventeen foot taller than me, but I'm still gonna put these paws on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I man, before I met Jennifer, though, man, she, uh, Jennifer had Callie. Before we met, before I met Jennifer, I was living a really, really rough. I mean, a rough lifestyle. I mean, I was not the person I am today, mm-hmm. by no means. But I mean, hell, first time I met Jennifer, I showed up at her. Uh, well, not the first time. First time I came to her house, I came in a damn wife beater. I mean, I was like, whatever, dude, cool, let's go. I mean, but and then Callie, my daughter, she came up and gave me a big hug, and after that, it was like I was, I was. Like I don't know, something clicked in my something clicked in me. I was like, hey, I gotta do better. I gotta do this. Gotta do this. Yeah, and then, and then, um, this month actually, Jennifer got pregnant. We had a we had it. We lost the baby this month. Oh. Um. So yeah, 
that that was a hard time. We went through a lot of a lot of stuff there. It was it was one of the hardest times of my life. And then we had Della, our rainbow baby. You know, I love that. I love that saying, the rainbow baby, because it's always going to be a calm after the storm. You know, so it's going to be that rainbow. But she's she's a little thug, man. She's just like me. She goes around. She, she <laughs> hey, you can ask Jerm. Jerm, she's wild, ain't she, man? She's yeah. a wild. I'm telling you. Is that yeah. the little but, one that was doing the booty? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's wild, man. I'll tell you what, though, like <laughs> she comes out, she's just standing in the mirror, just prissy. She's got my confidence, that's for sure. She's got my confidence. She's got her mom's looks. So we're, yeah, we're in trouble. She's got her mom's beautiful looks and my confidence. So it's like, hey, God, God be with with anyone that goes after this one here. And then Callie, she's a beautiful, beautiful soul, and she's she's smart as all. She's she's she can draw. That girl can draw. I'm telling you what, she's very intelligent. She's really good at soft. Look at me trying to be being a dad here, just just, just right on my kids. Get the, tissues, get the tissues out. I love them, man. I mean, they they make me who I am today. Without them, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be Dustin Lightfoot without them. I'd still be that that roughneck thug on the streets. It'd be gangster Lightfoot. <laughs> I've done some. I've done some stuff. Stuff yeah. where I could be named that. I hear you, man. I hear you. My daughter changed me. Like, I think, like, obviously, I'm not a father, but like, uh, I gave birth to my daughter. Well, I got pregnant with her when I was 17. Um, and I was living like on the streets. I was living in a shelter when I got pregnant. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I've lived a pretty rough life. And I think that came out of the trauma of like not having my father around. And my mom was really like severely mentally ill, um, like most of my life, right? So, got pregnant at 17 had my daughter but when i first saw my daughter i was just like same as you it's like you they give you a reason to be better do better you know and i can't say that i was perfect right away it took me a while like with training wheels on to figure out you know how to navigate everything but like i don't know i was gonna ask you guys because it just popped in my head like what is your absolute favorite part of being a dad <sighs> Uh, you know, it, it, it's hard for me because I still, and I'll openly admit, like I, I have, um, problems with communication. Like I don't reach out. I don't reach out like I should, you know, um, once the communication is open, whether it's a text or a phone call, then it's, it's flowing and it's fine mm -hmm. and it's good. And I like to think that everything's normal, you know what I mean? But like, you know, I have, I haven't been there, you know, yeah. now. So, so that's those two children. And, um, up until five years ago, I raised three children that weren't mine. Yeah. Um, I was, I was in a relationship and she had three children, uh, three different dads that I had to you know, kind of deal with and juggle and, and find that balance there or whatever. But, you know, a year into the relationship, like they were calling me dad and asked if they could. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to say whatever, but, you know, I like it. And, okay. um, and I, I spent those years like raising them kind of instead of my own two, yeah. you know, and, um, not, not by choice. And, um, so, but that, I might have to go into this here in a second. So just, just so, 
I don't I don't think I can answer that question, so I'm gonna let Beans answer it and then and then I kinda wanna touch on step parenting. Okay. So what's your favorite thing of what's your favorite thing, Beans? About yeah. being a daddy. When they call you daddy. Mm. When you're having when you're having a really bad day, come home that them little hugs, man, them little hugs hit different. Them little hugs hit you different. Yeah. I mean, you could be, I don't care if you're the biggest, baddest person in the world. You you could be, you could be the most, the biggest bear in the world. But when them kids come up and give you a hug, you're going to melt down like a, like a teapot. You're going to sit there and have a tea party with the kids. <laughs> I mean, you're going to sit there and put fingernail polish on your fingers, on your toes. They have painted my nails before and I'm, you know, and I've worked to work. I, I love that. I, love <laughs> I mean, that. I. I'm a dad. I'm a dad That's first. The work of a good dad, though. I wish my dad had done like if I had had a relationship with my dad, I would have like loved that. That's like, well, when when me and Jenna first got together, Callie would Callie didn't call me dad. She called me Dutton. That was my name, Dutton. <laughs> and then she called me Dutton Daddy. And then she started calling me Daddy. <laughs> okay. And then she's called me Daddy probably since she was two years old, maybe three. We, we got together when she was one. Yeah. So I mean, it's. I've been around her whole life, man. I'm I'm always going to be a dad first and then a husband. You know, the two most important things to me in my life is being a dad and a husband. Yeah. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail miserably. I'm going to fail miserably at everything that I do, everything that I try. By God, I'm going to try. I'm yeah. going to try the best that I can to be the best That's dad and the best husband that I can be. Yeah. What's that, Ned? Yeah. So that's all you can do, right? At the end of the day, like, you can... That's the thing about being, it's not even being a parent, it's just being human. Like you're gonna, you're gonna fuck up, you're gonna make mistakes. But like here, here's the thing that I've learned across my life. It's not how many mistakes I make, it's how I, how I get up from those mistakes, how I fix those mistakes, how I, how I move from that point. That's what really matters. And that's what people pay attention to, you know, like it hurts when somebody hurts you. But like, if you're willing to have accountability, and you're willing to like, you know, own what you did and like, apologize and like, you know what I mean to have that like, vulnerability with those people. That's what matters. Man, vulnerability is a, vulnerability is a motherfucker, though. Like, I'll take I'll take <laughs> truth, man. It's when you mess up, it is very hard for you to admit your mess up. You I mean, I'm, I'll be the first to. I'm one of the people that I'm gonna. I'm gonna deny that I messed up every second of my life. Yeah. But and I'm gonna tell you this: my wife will call me on my bullshit more than anybody in this world. She'll be like, "Shut that's up, why she's your wife." <laughs> You're right. That's why she's my wife. She's the only person that I know in this world that can put me in my place and make me shut up. Yeah. There's not one other person in this world that's gonna do that to me and that will ever do that to me. My wife can do that. Like I can be pissed off, mad, fixed to kill somebody. She just she'll just give me that look. Like, really. <laughs> I, I like her already. <laughs> she's she's my rock. I ain't gonna lie, she's my rock. She she, she holds this family together. I, I I'm just there to put the put the mud down. You know you know what it is too is like you know how you made that comment like vulnerability is a motherfucker. It's like you know what that is is the shame behind it. It's like not wanting to feel that shame and not wanting to like sit in that feeling of guilt and shame and that 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 is what i find the hardest about vulnerability is because i am really hard on myself so if i hurt somebody i'm the first one usually to punish myself even harder than you could ever punish me because like i know what it's like to hurt to be hurt so i take that empathy and i apply it and then i get eaten up by the shame monster and it's just like it doesn't make me not want to apologize like i still apologize and i still own it but like that's the hardest part about it right like 
admitting that and knowing that you hurt someone so deeply. And if you have a heart, like I said, it makes it even harder because you know what it feels like to be hurt. Yeah. I hate that word empathy. <laughs> I hate it because it's, it's, it's a word that not a lot of people have. I, I hate the word sympathy. I would rather somebody, um, you know, experience empathy for me, um, which means like you're just putting yourself in my shoes and trying to see where I come from. Doesn't mean you're going to figure it out completely. But what I hate is sympathy from somebody that comes from such a harsh background of trauma. Like I, you know what I hate is when I'm actually talking to someone about my trauma and they give you those sympathy eyes, like that sympathy face. And they're just like, oh, and I'm like, oh, don't do that. Like I own my shit. Like I, I, I walk through fire and I own my trauma now. Like don't sit there and feel sorry for me because like, I don't look at my trauma as being um, a negative experience. And I know that's kind of messed up because like, I mean, there's a lot of it. Like I went through domestic violence. I've been, you know, sexually assaulted when I was a child, I was raped. I like, I've had a lot of things happen to me, but like, I don't know. Like I've just gotten to this point in my life where it's like, I feel good where I'm at. And maybe if some of those things hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't be who I am today. You know? Absolutely. So, so yeah, when it comes to sympathy and empathy, I'm like empathy every time. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's one of the things I'm telling you, bro. Yeah. yeah. All those things like, yeah. And, and all those things with you and your children, you know, make you a better parent, make you a better person, just like everything, you know, Ed, you know, whether it's, you know, like we touched on addiction last week, um, you know, that made me the person I am today and, and the, you know, the struggles and, and everything is just you know, like, yeah, like without it, I don't know. I don't know where I'd be losing my dad at, at such a young age. I don't know where I would be. You know what I mean? And yeah, I've got, I a, think... I've got a funny story to lighten the mood though. If you want to hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it. So Callie gets in the truck. I think it's the last day of school. We pick, I pick her up. She gets in the truck. She says, Daddy. I'm like, well, she's like, all my friends are thinks you're scary. I'm like, why? <laughs> you're big. You got tattoos. You ride a motorcycle and you got a beard. I'm like, why does that make me scary? She's like, they're scared of me. They think mom's gothic or emo. They said mom's <laughs> emo. I was like, why is your mom? Because she wears all black. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, at least that little boys are going to come to our house then, because huh? they're going to be scared of the daddy and the mama's emo. So. They're going to act right. There's some signs of anarchy shit going on over there. <laughs> oh, you should have saw it last weekend, man. We had we had about, we had, what was it, 25 people over here for a cookout. Just just a prompt to cookout. I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to cook some food, blah, blah, blah. We had we had twenty two people show up to our house just out of the blue, like, and, and everybody's welcome. And that's how we, that's how. For one, that's how I run Kentucky. It's like, hey, if I'm doing something, you're always welcome at my house. I mean, my house is always open. Damn. Come on over. So we had 22 people over here that day. And I mean, I cooked. Jennifer made pasta salad, homemade pasta salad, homemade deviled eggs. Nice. She made, I mean, she, she got some uh, pineapple, no, was it angel food cake. Uh, I, I smoked a Boston butt, cooked some hamburgers, some hot dogs. Well, we, we, was, we was getting it in. There you go. Um, so is uh, is Callie's dad in the picture? Yeah, I'm right here. Okay. Oh, All right. That's Fair. a good answer. I like that. Fair enough. I saw the no, he... and then I love the answer. 
he he is, but he wasn't for a while. He he wasn't, but he is now. If you, if, I don't want to talk real loud about it because she's in the next room. Sure. But yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's one of them subjects that. That's sensitive. I'm daddy. I'm daddy. He's David. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, like, you earn that title of daddy. Like, anyone can be a father in a sense, but like, you earn daddy. That's not nope, how I nope. always look at it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. Everyone can't be a father. Everyone no, cannot be a father because every like sperm donor. I was gonna say everybody can be anybody can be that. Anybody. A biological. Yeah. Yeah. But, I meant just the biological. Yeah. But when you do things to make someone where they don't want to do them, that's that's where I'm. Okay. Just, no, that's yeah. fair. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll I'll recant my previous uh, sentence and say like anyone can be a donor, but it takes somebody special to be a daddy. Yeah, yeah. Being and a dad's best thing in my life. I I had to deal with, uh, you know, one who was just like just way worse off with drugs than we ever were and and was out of the picture one who was a good ass dad and 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 i hung out with him we went to cubs games you know what i mean and mutual respect um you know and then there was one who was very similar to me and and my two children you know um it, so yeah, so just trying to find that balance between those three. Mm. And, you know, I, I went from dad to germ to dad to Jeremy to dad. You know what I mean? There was a lot of back and forth with some of them. Some of them were consistent, you know. And I, uh, when the relationship came to an end, it was like, you know what? You guys are still my children. You know, like, I, I, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm not given given up on you you know what i mean That's beautiful. and and um it was it wasn't easy it's tough you know like you know the whole kind of staying in relationship for children and all that kind of thing is you know That's one piece yeah it don't ever, yeah. ever ever do that because they say it's for the best of the children but i can tell you from being like doing couples therapy and being a therapist it is always better for the children when both parents are able to be happy. Whatever that happy looks like, if it means you need to be outside that relationship, it is much healthier for those kids. Because I'll tell you something, children pick up on tension. They pick up on emotion more than we think that they do. And when they pick up on that stuff, they are going to carry that forward. And then what they're going to end up doing is replicating that kind of relationship with somebody that they get involved with. You don't yeah. want that for your kids, man. Like, get out of it and and say say goodbye. Try to be amicable if you can be. I know that's hard with some people, but just just don't do, do that for the kids. Be happy for the kids. That's the point. Yeah, I was. It it was a real hard time for me, like trying to find a balance between respecting you know those mm -hmm. guys and, and 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 their children and mm -hmm. and me stepping into the place of a you know father role and um but it, it wasn't ideal i tell you that much it was not ideal because i would try to parent and i would be contradicted yeah from her from her you know she's like yeah, well you're just trying to put 
you're just trying to punish them. It's like, no, there should be repercussions for, you know, things that they don't do right. And, and let's, let's address it and, and make them, you know, good children, responsible young adults and all these things or whatever, you know, so say you got in a fight at school and it's like, okay, you're grounded. Uh, You're not going anywhere. Nobody's coming over and we're taking your phone away. Okay. But then the kids would apologize and then it's like, okay, fine. So-and-so can come over. Here's your phone back. And it's like, wait, hold on a minute now. Like we're not teaching them anything. It's like, well, they apologize. Well, you know, and it got to a point where every time I tried stepping in it, she would, you know, I'd be contradicted and it was pointless, you know? And then at the same time, She's saying, you need to be, you need to, you need to be a part of their life. You need to participate. You need to participate. Well, but every time I do, you, you come back at me. And then, and then she would try to force things on me. Why don't you take them outside and play big? Okay. Well, if I like, I'll do that, but I want to do that on my own. I don't need you telling me to do it. Yeah. You know, it's like that nagging, like incessant nagging. They're like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Yeah. And, and it just, it, it became very hard. And, and so it got to the point where I gave up. Like I just, I, and it's such a shitty thing to do, but I gave up. I didn't know what to do anymore. I had had these discussions with my mom and, and my stepdad, Yeah, you know, uh, the four of us, we talked yeah. and they're like, you gotta let him, you know, do these things, blah, blah, blah. And I, I gave up. So I sat in the bed, I sat in the bedroom and I didn't do shit, you know? From the time I got off work to the time I went to work, I just yeah. sat in the back bedroom, back of the house, yeah. and it, it 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 was very difficult. And the best time, uh, some of the best times, some of the best times. There's a lot of good times. Don't get me wrong, but was when she moved out and her son stayed here living with me. Because oh, okay. then I, you know, then I got to teach them how to be responsible young men, you know, and, and it was a lot easier, it was a lot easier. And yeah, sucks, man. It sucks. So like my, I don't know, my just whole parenting, nothing's been easy for me when it comes to parenting. No, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. I'm a stepfather, but, yeah. At the end of the day, I take the step away. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be the father that I can be, and I'm gonna be the father that that they need me to be. Yep. And it's I can't worry about how he is parenting when she's with him, yeah. as long as she is safe. As long as she is healthy and as long as she comes back home to us, I, I, I can't. But but it's human nature to worry about it. It's okay, human but what, what, what I'm saying is what if every time you play Daddy Beans, you know what I mean? And and she was like, and she just totally told you, no, we're, we're not going to do it that way and just contradicted you. Like every single time, it's, it's like... It, I can't answer that because it's not like that. I can't put myself in the position that you was in because that is the position you was in. 
the position I'm in is yeah, a position of we work together as a team and that's great. Yeah. We we have to we have to be on the same page for everything. It's not a oh dad said no, let's go to mom. Kids do that. Kids do that hundred percent. But at the same time, when she tells them yes, and I'm like, hey, I don't tell them no, she's like, oh, then absolutely not. Your dad's done told you no. So, but to put myself in your position and me trying to parent a kid and the mother of that child was telling you not to do that, me as a person I am, I'd look at him like, all right, do it yourself. And then when you need me, holler. Let's let's see how that works. Let's see how your parenting method is going to be better than than us working together. Yeah. But I'm yeah. I, I, no no offense to you, I'm not gonna go hide in the room. I, I can't because that's just who I am. I'm it not. Took a gonna, lot, oh, it I, took I a lot to get it. me there, man. I guarantee it, man. But at the same time, you have to realize that you're not just letting these kids down; you're letting your spouse down at the same time. Yeah, but because... it's okay. But like, but okay, hold on, hold up for a second, because here's what I'm gonna say: if you're in a good relationship, like you and Jennifer seem to be in then you're yeah okay you look at letting your spouse down but when germ's talking about like what he's talking about and he's being nagged and he's being told and he's being like pushed into these boxes and all that so people have personality like different personalities right like maybe beans you rise to the occasion and you're 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 a little bit more like okay i'm gonna face this head on whereas like maybe like at the point that she was emasculating germ or she was making him feel so bad that you just didn't want to deal with it and i think that's that's something that we really have to appreciate about like each of our individualities. Cause I've been in both spaces. Like I can speak to both. Like I've been in spaces beans where like, I'm usually like you, I've got a mouth that I can't control most of the time. And you come at me and I'm just like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak my piece. But then I've also been in spaces where like Germans where like someone, I was in an abusive relationship with someone that made me feel like so much like shit that I literally just went inside myself and like, I was a shell of myself. And yeah. like, it's just like every interaction with every different partner brings out a different side or a different piece to you. So like, and that's not judgment towards what you were saying, Beans. It's just like realization. I think that people like cope in different ways. You know what I mean? I got and you. It, I understand. Like kids learn those things from us too. So it's, it's hard, but at the same time, would you rather like, you know, you shut down or would you rather there's like screaming matches every day? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes you have to pick between the two, right? Yeah, and I applaud you for being the the way that you are. You know what I mean, and and handling things the way that you do. Like absolutely, you know. And it it took a lot to uh, it took a lot to get me there. You know, and like I thought things were great in the beginning, and you know whether it, and it was the same thing. You know, uh, makeup and, and if if they weren't feeling well, I'm dressed up like a doctor checking on them and. And I, you know, and I'm playing and I'm coaching their little league games, you know, and like a lot of that. But then it just like over just it was like her way or the highway. And yeah, and, and that's I, toxic. I, that's toxic. Yeah, it was, it was so, yeah, yeah, it's toxic. It's, it's, so it's tough. not you can't you can't live a life where it's just one person's way or the other way or no, or no way. That That's a horrible life to live. That's a, that's not a fun life to live at all. No, I, I'll tell you that. For, for you know what I'm saying now but with you saying that the way that I am now German is not who I was two years ago yeah I know that I, I've had to grow and I've had to become a better person not just for myself but for my wife and my kids because when me and my wife did split up 
it was I was a I was a horrible <laughs> person. I was probably one of the meanest people you would ever meet. I didn't give a shit what you said to me if I didn't like him. Be like, hey, fuck you, leave me alone. And I'm I pop off. I, I I'd be like, if you don't like it, fight me. Yeah, me yeah. too. I was like that. But now. I take everything that happens to me. I try to. I'm not perfect at it, so don't let me say I'm the best at it. No, but I will take 90% of the shit that comes at me head on, and I'm going to try my best to to either keep my mouth shut or I'm going to defuse the situation. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I'm getting pretty good at that, def- diffusing the situation. I'm getting pretty good at it. I mean, I'm, I'm Germ can tell you, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've a lot better than I have been in a long time. Yeah. I think it's, you know what it is too, is yes, it's the people that change you. And I'm not taking credit away from your wife or, or your children because like, trust me, I, I know how that works. But I also think age somewhat does that to you because like, I remember when I was younger, like I was angry. I, I carried a lot of anger because of the trauma that I had from when I was like younger. And then that just kind of snowballed because like I would, I would be angry. Then I w- that would cause people to like want to fight me. And then I would be reactionary to them and it would cause this like snowball effect that would happen. I found as I get older is that, like you said, the diffusing of situations. It's like, could I rumble? Fuck yeah, I could. It's a stage in my life where if somebody tests me real hard, I'll still rumble with you. But I will try different things before we get to that point. Because like for me, there's two things that I can't handle. I can't handle disrespect and I can't handle liars. Those two things like just like pop me off and I get really like I, I, I don't like it. But I have learned like diffusion is is the name of the game at this point, because like, can I fight? Yes. Do I want to be doing that at this stage of my life? No. You know, like I'll be honest with you. I I, I love it. Yeah. Fighting. I, fighting? I love it. I've, I've always have always will. I don't know what it's better, but I love that. I love it. I like love the every fighting or yelling. Put these hands on. You. <laughs> 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 OK. I, I don't know. I've I've always things. no. I mean, I I don't know why why it is. Mm. My dad even told me back in the days like he's like all you want to do is fight people. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people like that. They, but I don't rappers, know more. I, know. I don't know more because I mean, you could win a fight and still be hurt. Yeah. Oh exactly. yeah. I'm more like the verbal. Uh, I like the verbal fights because what I would do with people is I would work them up so much to get them to the point where they would hit me because I would want to, I didn't want to be the one to throw the first hit. I was always the one that started like with my mouth and I would push them to the point where they would actually come at me. And then once they came at me, then, then I was like, okay, we all in. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Don't ever get an argument with someone smarter than you. Cause my wife, <laughs> I swear to God, she will start when she gets mad and then me and her having a little disagreement or she will start using these big ass words. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying to me right now. What like, what are you? That pisses them off, and then they don't know what you're talking about, and then they talk shit, and it doesn't sound good. And like, that was my specialty, man, is being able to work people up to that point where they could like, where they would hit me, like I said first, and then I could rumble with them. And it wasn't at that point I could be like, well, they they came at me, you know what I mean? Yeah. They can't control themselves. But now, like like you said, no matter what happens, somebody like you're walking away hurt, no matter what. Regardless yeah. of whether you can win the fight or not, I asked her for all the time. I'm like, why did you fall for a a, a redneck fighter <laughs> outlaw when you are a city official, government official, 
one of the smartest people I've ever one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. And I'm you're sitting and I, you're married to me. Look, look at me and look at you. Like people ask all the time, like, how'd you get that? I ain't got money. I hate that question, dude. Like, yeah. obviously, let's point out your confidence. Your confidence is there. You're funny as fuck, which women, like, love. Let me tell you. I would take yeah. a funny guy over a suave guy any day. I like guys that can, like, roast, you know, like, like have a good sarcastic sense of humor, can toss those, like, fights back and forth. You know what I mean? Like, I like that stuff. And I think a lot of women, you know, really enjoy that. So, I don't know. I'm glad you got her, though, because you make a good pair and you make you make pretty children. There you go. Yeah, we, we are pretty. Well, she's my queen, and I'm her king. We have we both have a tattoo on the back of our neck that says Ace. Always consider end game. Oh, there you go. Shit, I like that. I'm not gonna steal it, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was the complete opposite of Beans, though. You know, Beans are loving to fight and everything. You know, like I, I've always just been so chill and relaxed that, like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. You know, just not a fighter, you know, and like the last relationship I got into, she was used to like domestic abuse. You know what I mean? And and when arguments happen, it led to them like throwing blows at each other. So like the first argument we got into, she's like, what's up? I'm like, well, what are you doing? You know, and, and, and she's like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, we're just no we're just talking we're, we're arguing we're having an argument that's healthy to have an argument you know or whatever and, and like she went like want to like, yeah like that's not normal like that's not no. okay we we can do this like you know yeah. without fucking hitting each other Dang, and yeah. yeah and doesn't that speak to like and i and you know what it's not it's that's more common than you think it is and i'm not saying it just happens to women but it's way more common than you guys know like a lot of women learn that because there's power over and and power and control right when you look at that like a lot of men like to have power over and there's that i hate to use the words because it's it's really become buzz but like toxic masculinity where it's like they want to just own the property of a woman or they want to just be able to make her submissive and one of the ways yeah. they do that if they can't make her submit is like through physicality because you know normally it happens in the bedroom stays in the bedroom guys <laughs> I mean, bro you're like one of my best friends though real talk one of my best friends would run his mouth i mean he would run his mouth all the time and then i'd get a phone call every time hey hey beans can you come meet me down here dude's trying to fight me like yeah i'm on my way bro i'm on my way <laughs> so i'd come downtown bowling green and was, doo -doo -doo, doo -doo -doo. Come big old big old beans just walking through the doorway what's up Oh shit! It's <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> like, like it's it's. I mean, I had that reputation that they saw me show up. They knew I was fixing to fight somebody. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. I hate that though. Like, I, I'm glad that's not who I am anymore. I'm, I'm so happy that that I've made us a better name for myself. Just not some scrapper that shows up at the bar. I'm yeah. There. I'm I'm a dad and a father first, so now they're like, well, we can't call him because you call me, I'm let's get your ass with me now, bro. I'm I'm in bed. I gotta be at work at four o'clock in the morning. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, have you have you ever thought about taking that energy or that enthusiasm for fighting into like like boxing or oh, you know, I, I tried or, to take, or I tried letting, to take, nah, bro, letting that anger out or, or letting that energy out? That's what yeah. I did. 
I went into boxing. So I did boxing first and that helped to alleviate a lot of like the, what I was feeling. Then I did therapy and boxing, which the combination of those two really helped. And yeah. then uh, later in life, I actually did some martial arts. So I did Aikido for a little while. And then I went into, I did like self-defense classes so that I knew that I felt confident to protect myself. And it wasn't just about like just throwing punches. Um, and then it was also uh, jujitsu after that. So I, I'm a very physical person. I played a lot of sports when I was younger as well. So I found that that really helped me. But it was, it was like I said, in combination with therapy. Like I've been in therapy myself. Like I'm a therapist, but like I've been in therapy for 15 years. And not because like I'm so broken that I just need to go back, but I like having someone that is like a third party that I can just, blah, 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 you know what I mean? Verbally vomit on and, and just get those stresses out. Cause like, let's put it this way. Like a lot of times um, in your relationship, it can be hard to, um, you know, not tell the truth or speak your truth, but like have objectivity, you know, or you just need to vent and you just need to say some shit, you know, and I find like just having that extra person on the side to be able to do that with. And here's the thing, too, though, you have to have a good relationship with your therapist like that. That is the key point. Like everyone says to me, like I've heard people be like, I hate therapy It's like the worst thing I've ever done. I'm never going to do it again in my life. And I said, yeah, you know why? It's because you didn't have the right therapist. It wasn't the right person for you because that relationship has to be trusting you have to have trust in that person you have to know that you're not going to edit yourself you're going to like speak your truth and you're going to like be who you are right yeah yeah being able to talk you know whether it's to a friend or to a therapist or whatever and really share and get it out you know well me, me and you've been on phones hours upon hours upon hours before you sit and listen to me talk or listen to me cry listen to me talk i mean you've been there for me and it's like you can call me when you're stressed about something. I call you when I'm stressed about something. It's mm. it's good to have someone like that in 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 your family, and it's good to have some. Uh, Germ's not just Germ's a brother. I mean, he we've been doing this show for damn near two years now, yeah. and the very first episode, probably that long, the very first episode, man. After the show, man, I just sat there and I cried to him. I remember I cried. I was like, man, my life sucks. Mm. My life sucks. I lost my wife. I lost my kids, and I'm sitting here in a bottle of whiskey all the way down already on the show. And it was, it was one of the worst films in my life. Like not, not having my dad around to kind of understand about being a young man. You know what I mean? Um, my mom's husband at the time was a piece of shit himself. You know, I, I, I wasn't, wasn't talking to him. So I, I, you know, I didn't have anybody to go to. And then, you know, dealing with, not having my daughter and then finding out I have a son and being single all over again and all these things. And then finding out about, you know, a, a beard club that's a brotherhood and these guys, any of them, I mean, like you could just talk to, Hey man, I, I need to vent what's up, you know? And whether if it's texting or calling, like, the, just having somebody there, like that was really big for me. And that sold me on the club and everything else, you know, just like that, that, that filled a void for me. And, you know, you beans filled that void for me. And a lot of the other guys in the club yeah. did too, you know, and. I have my little like moment here. I'm like, almost like almost in tears. Uh, like, no, but it's really sweet. Cause like we were talking about vulnerability earlier right and like yeah. can i just say something that 
I really enjoy now, like, where we're at in the world, where guys don't feel like it's a weakness to say these things, you know? Like, I hate, I hate the fact that when men share things like this, like, usually, like, I was like, oh, you're, you know, there's the slurs, like, oh, you're gay, like, you're so... Suck weird. it up, pussy. Yeah, and I'm like, no, because, like, I think the thing for me is, and maybe I'm wrong here, ladies, you can correct me, but I think it's actually so much more of a like a turn on and so much more of a like an acceptance when a man can actually like be vulnerable and like own that you know it's way more attractive than than, than having a guy walk around and be like oh i never cry i never do no like shit i cried le- i cried last night watching a movie what you mean <laughs> I was, you know, I was in- last week i was in like tears <laughs> we watched that michael jordan movie where they made the sneakers oh yeah, oh, yeah. It just like it, it brought me to tears because I saw the way that that guy worked his ass off to get the deal, and I was like, "Man, it's awesome!" Like, <laughs> that's, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm one of them weird people. I'll cry on sports movies when I, I'll cry. I'm gonna cry every time I see a dog die. Every time, dude. I, oh, yeah, animals and children do it to me every time. Like, it doesn't matter. home extreme makeover. Like, oh, that's got me. A few <laughs> that's got me a few times too. That's you know, um, Ty Bennington was doing it. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like really good at that stuff. Like, oh my god, they have all this to them, you know, and, right. and you, you hear their story. And, and can I just say I, though, that I'm really proud of you guys, like, at least, like, I and I don't mean this in like an insulting way, like, I'm really proud of you both to like get to the point where you can talk about that stuff. And uh, I can only hope that our viewers, uh, as they watch this, like, can really appreciate that too, that you guys are so open and that you're willing to share that stuff. I'm an open book. You got a question? Come holler at me. I don't want. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what's up. I got all the questions. <laughs> hey, I, I'll answer them questions like I tell you. But I, I want the smoke. You do. You do always want the smoke, man. Always want the smoke. Yeah, it's um. Times are changing where people can kind of express themselves, you know, mm-hmm. without just being criticized and made fun of and stuff like that. And it and and that's important. It. Yeah. You know, mental health, depression. Um, it's real. It's real, and it's it's so much more of an issue, I guess. You know, I don't. You know, I don't know. Like, say, it is more than it now than it was before. It's but, not. It's not more than it. Well, okay, yes, in some ways it is. But you know what it is? Is the prevalence of it. So before, in the generation before us, they hid everything. So even if you knew that somebody was kind of depressed, they drink it away. They would. You know, there's problems within the family, but they kept it to themselves. I think what we've learned in our generation, like through, you know, talking to one another and having Google and the Internet and stuff like that, is that, you know, that you had all these anonymous places like Reddit where you could go and you can actually just like spill stuff. And then people were like being supportive. And I think that the trend changed, you know, and and even though there was anonymity to it, some of it, I think now we're moving to a place where it's more open and our generation knows more about emotions than the generation before because they didn't talk about that stuff. Right. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't so readily available either. Like you didn't know, like you went, you went from home to work, home to work to maybe whatever. All right. Daddy duties. He just shuts it. Like that doesn't make you leave all the time. He just shuts it. Let me kick him out of here. All right. So, so you go from, yeah, back in the day, it was just, you know, work home, work home, work home, TV, 
and you would watch the news or your shows or whatever, but you didn't know that there were thousands, millions of other people going through the same thing all over the place. You know what I mean? And, and to read and, and hear, listen about their experiences and what they're going through. It's like, Oh shit, that's just like me. You know, like I can relate to that. And, and that's how he dealt with it. Okay. Maybe I could try that. Yeah. you know and stuff like that so people are like uh, because of that like you said like um the openness like people are so so much there's so much more people can try whereas like back yeah. in the day i feel like it was like you drank you know or you like oh, yeah. you know there was a lot of de domestic violence behind closed doors because of that stuff so i don't know like and 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 to be fair i mean not to say that our generation doesn't have their fair share of coping <laughs> negative coping coping skills but I don't know. I feel like the world's changing in the last three years because of everything that like kind of went down. I see people turning more towards each other now than I ever have before. And like people wanting to own their humanity. And I, I think it's a beautiful thing. Like if we can get to the point where like, we don't have to love everybody or, you know, love every human, but we can accept the fact that we've all walked a different life and that, you know, it's been hard. And some of those behaviors come out, um, you know, over time, because I think one of the things that really opened my eyes um, in the work I do was that they said, uh, there's a saying that says trauma over time can look like personality. And when you really, really hmm. think about that, you know, you really start to understand that like some of the behaviors that you may not love in somebody else, but like, you can kind of sit back and go, okay, like that person probably has been hurt quite a bit, you know, to have those reactions or to be so reactionary. So it makes you a little bit more empathetic. And I can say that because Beansy's has gone now and it helps you to um, just to like, look at, you know, look at it a little bit differently. And, and here's the thing, none of us get out unscathed. You know, we've all right. been touched by some kind of trauma. Um, so we ha all have the ability to cultivate empathy. It's just how hard we're willing to work for that. Yeah, and what you do with all that too, you know? No, exactly. I, I, yeah, I told you that story about the hero, hero, the villain, right? Like the hero is the person in the story that chooses to take what they've gone through and turn it into something good and help others, and then the villain in the story is the one that goes around bleeding on everybody that didn't cut him. You know, like yeah. you get to choose what you want to, who you want to be in in the story, and uh, you know. That's up to you. So I hope our uh, I hope our audience sits with this one because this is a this is a good one. I like this one. And, yeah. Uh, figure out where where you're at in that role. Are you the hero or are you uh, you playing the villain a little bit? <laughs> so, was Walter White a hero or a villain? Damn. Like, <laughs> I feel like in the in the, okay. So from my perspective, I saw him as a hero in a lot of ways because yeah. like I saw the man just trying to survive and get by for his family. But then the the deeper he got himself into the shit, it kind of felt like he was becoming a little bit of the villain. But I think there's a saying about that. Like, um, I'm gonna mess it up, so I'm not gonna say it. But something along the lines that like if you if you're around long enough, you know, uh, you end up you can end up becoming the villain. And yeah. I mean, that's fair. You know, we all get affected by different things. But what do you think about that hero or villain? You know, it was it was hero. And then um, I, I think it was like kind of hero, villain, hero. Yeah. You know, I think I think he kind of ended better mm -hmm. off because, you know, in the you know, it was it was I'm doing this for my family. So there yeah. there he's a hero. But yeah. then he's saying he's doing it for his family, and he wasn't, and it was a lie, and he was a villain, 
you know but then in the end he said i, I was doing it for myself and yeah. and 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 then what he did in the end and everything i think was heroic and and um so i love that show man i, I love it i just started rewatching it again i was watching it was yesterday i was watching it and it was the part he was he was he was saying when he should have died you know when would be the perfect time when he died and it was uh when jane died when he was talking to her dad at the bar you know and if he would have stopped if he would have stopped there if he would have died there it, it would have been uh, like a heroic tale yeah but then but then he killed jane and then you know and everything else so yeah yeah that guy is such a great show it is there's been some really really good shows but that one is like yeah top, top of the list and and even the ones like i actually like uh better call Saul actually too that came after oh, it was yeah. pretty damn good too so yeah i like bob odenkirk oh i do too yeah. i think he's a great actor yes um so i guess that's our father's day episode happy father's day to all you uh trp family out there yeah have a good um one yeah we'll be we'll be back uh the following we'll be back next week if Live i'm in a living color if i'm not mistaken let me see so we got okay yeah so oh yeah dude, i got sunday monday tuesday off oh nice and and to yourself and tuesday is actually my son's birthday oh nice That's yeah awesome. and um so i'll probably give him a call over in wisconsin nice. um but yeah we should be back on sunday and um i i asked some of the subscribers if they want to listen to me rant for a half an hour and i might i might just come up i think i'm gonna do a subscriber only spotify half hour rant podcast so well, we'll... Let me know if you want to have once in a while a guest on because I, I wouldn't mind ranting <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's just going to be for the like you're not going to see it on YouTube. It's just going to be subscribers. So if you pay the ninety nine cents a month, you're going to hear it and unfiltered. Like I've just I practiced a little bit this morning and and deleted it, you know. And um, but I think it's going to happen. I think I'm going to do that. And uh, and then Rebel Wednesday. If anybody wants to do one of those with me, let me know uh merch is still out and on sale and um i think that's it I, yeah, I think yeah. That's it. when's your when's your birthday october 19th oh okay <laughs> all right october. fall baby we'll get there we'll get there all right mine's it's first right after my favorite favorite holiday thanksgiving that's november oh it's canadians like, oh you, you oh for yeah yes for me it's like <laughs> october 12th every year i have like thanksgiving then i have my birthday then i have halloween so i'm like right in the sweet spot is that that's not indigenous people's day is it uh no ours is uh this week coming up i think october oh. i should know that because i uh i do have some indigenous in me but yeah we have ours let's see it's uh the 21st actually of june oh. is national indigenous people's day the 21st oh yes i i don't I, i'm not synced with the canadians on my calendar so 
Yeah, forgive I was like, me. November, like Thanksgiving, I totally understood because me and my best friend like always argue about that. She's like, are you going to come down for Thanksgiving? I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe, but it's cold by that time. No. <laughs> yeah. You could always say yeah and then show up a month early, I guess. A surprise. Yeah. <laughs> That's my own Thanksgiving. No, thank you. There you go. All right, Jeremiah. I hope you have a really happy Father's Day. And to Beans, I know you're out already, but I hope you have a really great Father's Day. And to all your fathers out there, the same thing. Much love and respect. And uh, yes. yeah, excited to be live again. Oh, yeah. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.